Welcome to the Chapters of Edison podcast. I'm your host Rafa Ahmed and in this episode we will be talking about scholarships. Not just the general idea of applying to scholarships, but we'll be hearing stories of people applying to these scholarships, the challenges that they have to go through, and we will be hearing from our college counselor. Without further ado, let's hop into this episode. Welcome to the Edison Chapter of Edison's podcast. I'll be your host Rashad Dada and uh, I'll be your other host, MD Hussain, and today we're here with Ms. Martinez, which is the college counselor and slash advisor for Thomas Edison High School. And today's main priority topic is about college scholarships. College is a big part of everyone's future and knowing the pros and cons of scholarships, the process of applying and different types of scholarships will be helpful to assist you with further applying to them in the future. So Ms. Martinez, would you like to say anything? Hello everyone, thank you for having me. I am excited to talk about scholarships with you guys. I always think a scholarship is a pro. Um, So just to provide some more education on this topic is definitely something I was looking to do. So thank you for giving me the platform. So just to start off real quick, what is a scholarship, Ms. Martinez? So a scholarship is free money you get to put towards college. Sometimes a scholarship organization will give it to you. So I'm sure you guys maybe have heard of like QuestBridge or Posse. Those are scholarship companies um, or scholarship organizations, I should say, that um, provide students with full tuition scholarships. Some are private companies, like you can get a private scholarship, maybe from your parents' place of work. You can get a merit-based scholarship. So that's a scholarship uh, directly from the school you apply to that you don't need to necessarily apply for. It's just based on your GPA. There are several different types of scholarships, but those are the three that I would say stand out most. What are some common scholarships that most Edison students apply for? Great. So, um, like I said, the merit-based scholarship, um, all Edison students apply for them when you're applying to college, and you just don't know you're doing so yet, right? Mm -hmm. So that's based on your GPA. Um, For example, um, from if you have an 80 to an 85 GPA, you'll get this amount of scholarship money. If you have an 86 to a 90 GPA, you'll get X amount of money, right? Um, Usually the higher your GPA, the more money you would get from the school and they'll name it like, for example, the Presidential Scholarship or the Adelphi Honor Scholarship if you're going to Adelphi, let's say. Those every student applies for without realizing. There are also many students who apply for scholarships through these organizations like QuestBridge. QuestBridge was a big one this year. Um, Students apply to QuestBridge online. They self-identify and you fill out the QuestBridge application and QuestBridge, what it does is it partners you with partnering schools. So you can't just apply to any schools. You apply to the schools that are participating with QuestBridge. Like Columbia was a big one this year, which is why a lot of students wanted to apply because Columbia is a big school that students apply to, right? So um, scholarships like that, they'll match you with the school and then they will um, pay your tuition in full. So QuestBridge pays your tuition in full, not Columbia, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The same with Posse. Posse is another scholarship. Um, You have to be nominated by a teacher, though, for that scholarship. Once the teacher nominates you, I will have a conversation with you to see whether you would like to participate. The difference between QuestBridge and Posse is for Posse, you need to go out of state. All the partnering schools with Posse are schools that are not in New York State, which deters a lot of students. Uh, many students want to stay within New York. Um, but that doesn't stop them from trying a little bit at first, right? And then um, 
we see what happens. Um, so that's another one that's pretty common in the beginning and then some more students drop out because of the fear of leaving New York itself. And then Jack Kent Cook is another one that is pretty common. That is a scholarship that is on Common App. You can apply to that scholarship through Common App. So a lot of students just do it because Common App is already done for colleges. Um, so all of your information is in there already. You may as well just press send. Okay, so going back to money. So you define scholarships as a form of tuition money, but do is that the only way scholarships come in because I'm pretty sure they also come in forms of supplies and etc. Oh absolutely so for scholarships you don't have to just use it for tuition but most likely it will go towards tuition first so a lot of scholarships especially if you're getting it from an outside company will send the money directly to the school to put towards your tuition but for example let's say you are dorming at this college they may put it towards room and board right so it may put towards living expenses like food and laundry and stuff like that there also are scholarships that are just mailed to you. So like if you go on fastweb.com, there's a lot of different scholarships um, that are like $500, $1,000. Like that's not enough to cover your college tuition, but it can cover supplies and different things you could use to aid you through the college process. <laughs> Sounds like free food if you ask me. <laughs> but um, okay, all this free money stuff, it sounds fantastic. Everybody wants it. I mean, who wouldn't want it actually? But yeah. I have to wonder, do students use a specific strategy when applying for scholarships because there has to be some sort of like routine like maybe in the weekend you would probably spend like a specific amount of time just applying for scholarships or maybe you have like a like a schedule or something what schedule would you give a student who's trying to apply for scholarships good question so scholarships like Questbridge and Posse those start your with your junior year kind of so at the end of junior year we're trying to see if I can nominate you for Posse the beginning of your senior year we're seeing if you can um, apply for Questbridge right but for other scholarships from outside organizations I really utilize the class of whatever, like let's say if you're a senior right now, it's the class of 2023 Google Classroom. Um, I list whatever scholarships that I am made aware of on that Google Classroom under the scholarships section. I don't really start getting a lot of those emails and like alerts until the new year. So I started getting a lot of them in when we got back from break, I would say. Many scholarship companies want to make sure you've already applied to college because they're not going to send a check without knowing where you're going, right? Yeah, it's not free money to do whatever you want. Yeah. I would say college application process besides Posse and QuestBridge should go first. Apply to your colleges, um, do your financial aid, because a lot of scholarship companies will ask for your financial aid information. They want to see if you, let's say, need this scholarship. Some scholarships are need-based, meaning they need, they, it depends on your family's financial situation. So they want to see all that information first, and then you can apply to their scholarship. So I would say new year, January, February, March, is when you should be applying to scholarships. So financial aid money, is that similar to what a scholarship is? Would you define that as a scholarship, or those are two separate things? Well, they're two separate things, but I I would say they're very similar. So financial aid, so when you fill out the FAFSA, um, which is available every October 1st of your senior year, so you unfortunately can't fill it out before that, it gives you what's, it evaluates you for what's called the Pell Grant. And a grant is another way of saying free money as well. It's free mm. money that you do not have to pay back. So when you fill out FAFSA, you're evaluated for the Pell Grant. You also fill out the TAP application starting on October 1st. The TAP application gives you the TAP Grant. So it is still free money. So you mentioned the Common App. You mentioned Posse. You mentioned QuestBridge. So these all have different portals. And when applying to these portals, obviously, students come across many issues. So can you list some of the common issues that students come across when applying for scholarships? Absolutely. Um, forgetting their login information and then never remembering it. 
That's a big one. Yeah, I've got um, number <laughs> Because, like you said, it's a lot of different portals, so it's very easy to get confused, and understandably so. I always recommend, you know, like, putting a... Like, having, like, a little maybe reminder on your phone or, like, in the notes section. Even, like, some students have an Excel sheet. You want to be that organized, just somewhere that you, like, you remember everything. Um, I also recommend, if you want to, create a college email or just make sure all your college-related things are going to one email to make sure you're just organized and everything. What if you need the next round of the QuestBridge scholarship and you don't know because you didn't check the email, right? Also, I would say students not knowing whether they need a letter of recommendation or not. Students not just reading the fine print of these things. Students not meeting the like initial criteria like GPA or something like that. So I guess reading the criteria carefully is something we need to work on as a, as a whole. Um, what else? What else is something that usually comes up? I think those are the main ones. Well, GPA is another one. Maybe like race because some scholarships are like, I've heard that they're like specific like race or something like that. Yes, some scholarship companies yeah. do give scholarships to specific races. I make sure to specify that on the Google Classroom though. Mm -hmm. um, and usually the things I'm aware of, the scholarships I'm made aware of are for the communities that are represented in this school. Most of the time. Mm -hmm. I can't say all the time, um, but most of the time I am made aware based on the school's demographics. Okay, this might sound a very weird question, but what is the most bizarre scholarship you've heard? I mean the most ridiculous, maybe it's the most like out-of-pocket scholarship you've heard of. Could you tell us? Because I'm um, curious. This, I haven't heard of any, I, have, this is, I, I didn't hear of this recently. This is when I was applying for scholarships. Yeah. Um, I heard of a scholarship based on, the criteria was you had to be left-handed. Yeah, that's the one of the common oh, ones. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's too many of those. Yeah, there's there's way too many. Right, of just like, something, and you'll find some of those on Fast Web. Yeah, so by by making it for left-handed, like a special scholarship, they make right-handed people like the norm. Mm -hmm. Kind of, terms, yeah, yeah. That's you could say that absolutely. Yeah, a very specific scholarship I'm gonna aim for right now is essay scholarships. So when students apply for these, should they either be selective and choose a very specific essay to write about, or should they have like a template and just like go for every essay scholarship they have in their mind? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on. The essay you have or whether you're willing to write a thousand essays or not um, so the college essay is a little different like some of you do it in English some of you don't but it's one generic essay about yourself that you send to all the colleges sometimes scholarship essays are like that you can use that essay to submit two scholarships and see if you get it. But otherwise, some scholarships are very specific in what they want their essay to be about. To be honest, if two hours of your time equates to $1,000 put towards your tuition or books, mm -hmm. I think that's worth it. So it just depends <clears throat> on what you guys prioritize. And in those essays for scholarships, do you think reflecting just on your best qualities would be the best way to approach this or also including a few weaknesses for them to see? Well, I guess it depends on what the essay prompt is because some prompts do ask like what can you improve on mm -hmm. right I think honesty is definitely the best policy to a point um you do definitely while you're talking about your weaknesses you do want to use that to highlight your strengths right because you want to make sure that whoever is reading this essay knows the best parts of you you don't want to sound like you're bragging at all yes yeah, but so you do want to make sure that the best foot is going forward it ultimately comes to the reader if they like your essay or not so Absolutely. some sort of bias is already in there yes. if the reader likes it or not definitely definitely but that's why um we have these like generic rules like if you're like oh make sure to begin your essay with a hook you know mm -hmm. make sure that your essay is exciting you know like make sure you have several people read your essay yeah, to make sure that you're getting the feedback like basic english class fundamentals like proofreading exactly and then learning to create a hook and statements okay exactly i've heard that some like um essay scholarships well i'm going a little off topic here but i think it's fine enough 
like some of them like you have to like be very careful with, like grammar and stuff like that so oh absolutely like like they're like nitpicky like if you have bad grammar like general they're gonna be like all right that's it we're not even gonna read your well, because then they think that you didn't take enough care yeah. Or well, you weren't careful enough. It's a very selective process. So yeah. Obviously, they're looking for the best of the best. And good grammar is one of the things. So if they, I mean, obviously, everything is key mm-hmm. when, when they're trying to yep. find it. So they're obviously, the first thing I think they look for is mistakes. Mm-hmm. So, because they want to narrow their list down. Exactly. That what's going to set you apart. And that brings me to the next question. So why are students usually cut and removed from scholarships that have different stages, such as mm. Questbridge, so you don't make it to that second round or posse? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really say because I think all you guys are the best. Um, <laughs> but I also Thank so you. the thing so the thing is like I read all your essays, right? Like mm-hmm. I like I speak to you guys about this process, but I don't speak to the other applicants in different schools, right? So I don't know what it is that that applicant did to lean the person reading these essays or doing these interviews towards them. But I would say like for these step by step scholarship interviews and essays and stuff like that interview skills are key so you want to make sure you're looking at the per- even if it's over zoom you want to make sure you're making uh, looking directly at the camera or if it's in person directly like eye contact you want to it's okay to sound nervous they kind of are expecting you to be nervous <laughs> this is you know this is a lot of money this is a full tuition scholarship right oh. they know stakes are high for you so they expect for you to be a little shaky but you want to be sure in your answers Right. Yeah. So I would say the interview part is where students get cut off. So you want to make sure you are practicing your interview skills. So talking about the downside of scholarships. So do you believe the limitations such as being eligible for the scholarship or having availability such as seats or such as grades and timing like deadlines outweigh the pros such as getting the money? So you, Oh, not at all. Not at all? Not at all. I think it's really important to start learning these things now because when you're in the job when you're trying to find a job or when you're at your career right you have deadlines you need to meet and things you have to do right that you might not necessarily like i feel like scholar and then also you might not get the promotion you thought you would you would get you know what i mean like i feel like scholarships are early life lessons to you know the real world well yeah i guess i could see it that way yeah so Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I think this is gonna be like the end because we've been we basically went through a lot of our questions already. But the end note, I guess, I would make here is: what websites would you give us students in order to find for scholarships? Great, because there's so many of them. But I'm like, which one would actually help me? Because I even saw a website where like you pay money for them to manually put your information into like no so many scholarships. No. But I'm like, is that bogus or is that actually true? Um, anything that asks for a debit card number, social security <clears throat> number, anything that takes your money, I would not recommend you doing. Thank God. Um, okay, just <laughs> straightforward. Um, the websites I always recommend are fastweb.com, like I've said. Uh-huh. Um, collegeboard.org, um, the big future section, very yeah. specifically. Mm-hmm. They have scholarships as well. And like I said, um, I really utilize Google Classroom. So like, um, if I get any notifications of any scholarships i make sure to put it on the google classroom with the application and the deadlines for you guys mm-hmm. um and there are many students who take advantage of that as well and they're all listed there um it's not like i make it an announcement so you can go to the scholarship section um and you will find the list of scholarships and you will see if you qualify um, yeah and obviously if you find any other scholarship websites um you could navigate with your school's college counselor such Absolutely. as miss martinez right here so 
on that note, thank you, Miss Martinez, for giving your insight. Thank and you. And we, ha- we highly appreciate you from oh, us, no oh, yeah, host sincerely, and from the team themselves. All right. So, thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. Have a good day, guys. Hello again. This is your host, Rafa Ahmed. And this is your host, Mim. And today we'll be hosting our segment on hearing first-hand accounts of scholarship recipients and applicants. So can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, my name is Jane Jahra and I'm a senior at Edison. And I will be talking about my QuestBridge experience. And I am your host, Rafa Ahmed, and I'm a Posse semi-finalist. So I'll be talking about my experience of what I did at Posse and everything that entails about it. So at the time that we are filming, it's the fe- 1st of February. So you guys are both seniors, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're closer to the end of the college process, right? How was it so far for you guys? For me, it was super um, stressful and overwhelming because I was out of the country for a month and I missed like my finals um, and I had to like make up a whole month of like assignments and like other stuff and um, you know, on and on and on. So while I was out of the country, I had to like complete my college apps as well and I had to like overcome the time differences from there and here and it was just crazy for me but I mean I did give my 100% wherever wherever I was you know regardless of my situation I did like try my best and I feel like now I'm in a much better position like I feel like I'm okay with like what I did during my college process so I guess yeah yeah I saw on your story I believe around end of December that you were in Bangladesh yeah. it said like so I'm like whoa how <laughs> how are you in Bangladesh and like we have all this college application yeah. stuff I don't going know on how you did it but it's crazy. Crazy. It was crazy yeah, yeah. props to you and your journey throughout QuestBridge. But speaking about uh, scholarships, so like, uh, Janab, I know you were involved in QuestBridge uh, for a pretty long time. Well, throughout the time that I knew you, like you were mm-hmm. in QuestBridge pretty early. So you want to talk about the prep scholar program? Yeah, so I got to learn about QuestBridge through my sister. So when she was a senior in high school, she applied to QuestBridge's um, National Match College program and then she got accepted. So she's uh, attending Swarthmore College, you know, currently. And so by, you know, by seeing her and she also sort of like encouraged me to like look into QuestBridge. And so I sort of like got into QuestBridge pretty early on, especially like during my junior year, I started like researching about QuestBridge and what they had to offer and all, you know, their partner schools and everything. And so I applied to their um, junior year program, which was the College Prep Scholars program. And yeah, thankfully, you know, I got accepted. I guess the um, benefit of the Prep Scholars program was that they sort of had like several workshops and like, Mm -hmm. you know, like sessions where they taught you about like the college process, specifically QuestBridge process. And like, like they held several workshops about like college essay tips, you know, where they like talked about how you could improve upon your essays and then Mm -hmm. how strong your letter of recommendation should be and like some other college aspects which I guess gave me a head start so that like I kind of like knew what I should be expecting during my senior year so I guess like being a part of the college prep scholars kind of like allowed me to like sort of like know yeah know about like what I will be experiencing soon and so yeah that oh so what I'm hearing is that it's more of a college access program and like it's offering you like a lot of resources to apply to college and Mm -hmm. SATs and Mm -hmm. college writing classes and I guess summer program too yeah and you know what's funny though yes you know what's funny though what uh you were applying for colleges while you were in Bangladesh I did the prep scholar application for QuestBridge while I was in Bangladesh in February yeah (laughs) I was doing 
uh, everything over there, like all my financial stuff. And yeah. you know, I was connected to Bengali Wi-Fi, right? So I was wondering, <laughs> oh my gosh, reporting my dad's income. What if <laughs> some Bengali hacker <laughs> finds out about that and like <laughs> reports and stuff? But yeah. Wow. So you Unfo guys have really similar experiences. Yeah, I guess you do. Mm, wow. Similar, yeah. except yeah. I got rejected by Qu okay, Questbridge. No. <laughs> but okay. it's Let's all good. That, right? <laughs> so it seems like with these type of really competitive scholarships, they're looking for a certain type of student. Would you guys agree? I mean, I could speak from Posse itself. So yeah. when you say specific type of person, one thing that you should know about Posse is they care about leadership so much. Mm -hmm. They see it through their interviews, the group interviews. In fact, there's three rounds of interviews and I only made it to a second interview, but I saw it through the group interviews and the individual interview itself. In the first round, which was a group interview, there was a lot of alphas. I'm not going to lie, like a lot of alpha males and females that like, try to speak over each other when doing group activities. Outshine each other. Outshine each other, yeah. Some people think that leadership is just being loud and talking, but not. It's not really not. just being the loudest in the room. Rather, it's like having your whole community involved. At least that's how I see leadership, but yeah, I, I believe that's what Posse uh, sees as leadership. Like there's many types that they view leadership. And, and would um, you say having that perspective got you through the first two rounds? I would say it got me through the first round. Yeah, uh, first second round, not really. They put me on a wait list, which yeah. I didn't know about at all. And a month later they rejected me, but it's all good. Mm -hmm. At least I learned throughout the interview process that uh, colleges just want to know about you through these interviews and what the interviewer thinks about you. Yeah. And whether that college like wants that type of person so like they want like the student that goes to that college This is what I think that college wants a student that represents them mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. So you see a kid you already know that that's a oh, that's a kid from Harvard the way he acts the way he Does this and that mm -hmm. but what do you think Jenna? Yeah, I agree with what Rifat said I feel like if I'm speaking from Questbridge perspective I feel like they just wanted to see if you basically fit their requirements and if you sort of like contributed to their mission so um i feel like what they were looking for is i guess again what he said what rifat said about like leadership experiences and also everything that i feel like for me i just listed everything that i was like you know that i was involved in and everything that i did um and I feel like that contributed a lot to my application and it brought like a lot of life to it. Again, I'm speaking from personal experience. I'm not sure exactly what they, they are looking for in a student, but this is just what I put into my application. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I can say that maybe, maybe because of that, you know, they might have considered me. So yeah. I don't necessarily know what the exactly yeah, I don't think for, us students know that. I mean... It is their choice on who mm -hmm. to accept. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it does help having some type of strategy going in. So what do you say like you had a certain way that you like crafted your application that you felt like set apart you from the rest? Because I know that you received the college prep scholarship, so there must be a reason. There must be something that set you apart compared to others. So I guess um, in my application, what I mentioned was the fact that I'm a new immigrant and I just moved to you know the United States like almost four, five, almost five years ago. And so what I mentioned was I made comparisons between what it's like being a woman in Bangladesh and being a woman here because there's a massive difference. And so I feel like the highlight of my journey as you know a female living in the U.S. I guess that was what set me apart from other potential candidates because again it was just I. I literally just spoke about my personal experience living in both these countries and what it was like, what were some obstacles that I faced and you know. Yeah, that must have really set you apart. 
-hmm. Yeah, I think that the whole point of this is find a way to keep your name in their minds when they're going through thousands of applicants. What makes them unique? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Questbridge is uh, pretty competitive from the talks I had with my counselor and from people like you, uh, Jenna, yeah. like, <laughs> it was like going through the process. But I guess it doesn't only apply to scholarships, but just um, colleges or jobs. Like, you want them to remember you in any way, not just an applicant with 4.0 GPA and this and that scores, but who are you as a person? I think they see that through your personal statements, the essays yeah. you sent them. And especially the interviews. That's like where you get to show your personality and how you act in a group environment. Like how will you fit into their community? They can see that through the interviews. And I feel like that's what they're looking for, definitely. Mm. Um, and then were there any times where you felt like giving up through this process? And what kept you motivated to keep going? There wasn't really any giving up for Posse because I only went through two rounds. Mm -hmm. But after the first round in like two weeks they told me i was qualified for a second round i'm like how am i qualified for a second round i only spoke like three times in the group activities but yeah i was obviously happy about that because i made it to second round and only what 50 60 percent make it that much wow, that's a rough that's estimate I don't, I don't know that much but i know from my round it was like three thousand people like the whole process there was like three thousand applicants and only like half of them made it to and second round the group interviews or individual interviews what do you mean? Did you have to interview with a group, with a group of people? Like for round uh, one? No, round one? round one, yeah, round one was group interviews, meaning that we were doing group activities. Mm -hmm. So like in the whole room, there was like, what, 50-ish people and we were supposed to make groups of like five or eight people doing group, doing stuff like building a marshmallow tower and making a PSA, so that type of stuff. Yeah, oh, okay. and there's going to be volunteers that see how you interact in a group setting so so um going through this whole process right um there must have been like really rough bumps that you hit um what kept you motivated to all of this so after a second interview i'd say i was kind of anxious i'm not gonna lie like i was like am i gonna get it am i gonna get to my even my third choice school i forgot what it was but in my interview i ranked five of my schools and i was like they have to put me in my fifth choice and I was just anxious throughout the process. I wasn't really like motivated or unmotivated. Oh, I guess when I got my waitlist decision, I'm like, what is a waitlist? Like, I thought it was either accept or reject. Yeah. But yeah, I was just, I wasn't really unmotivated, but rather I was just working on my regular common app stuff. So like, so I didn't put- part of the process. Yeah, I didn't put all my eggs in one basket really. So for me, I guess I was not, like, I did not feel like I was going to quit or I was going to give up. Um, like, I did not think that was an option for me. I just, I had a set mind and I was like, okay, this is what I have to do. I have to, like, get it over with. And I just, you know, I have to manage my time accordingly and everything. So I feel like I had a set plan. But yeah, of course, I, like, midway, I was super burnt out and I was super overwhelmed. And especially be because I was out of the country, I did not, like, even if I had a few questions about maybe the college process, I didn't know who, like, where or who I could reach out to because you know it's not like even if you email your guidance counselor or whoever it's there's still this might not be there for you or they might not reach out during you know the time that you want them to yeah. so I guess all of that you know was again super overwhelming for me and I just I guess I just knew that it was okay for me to take personal breaks mm -hmm. like um, I would just uh, do things that I would you know like to do normally and I would just like 
you know, try to get back into that mindset and just, you know, keep going. So again, I knew that I would not quit. It was just basically how I could manage myself better so I could just get it done and get to the finish line. Yeah, I'm sure that like having a sister that went through this whole yeah. process already helped you have yeah. some type of guidance. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you know what's the thought? difference between yeah. me and her? Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you know what's the difference? <laughs> she had a sister who went through posse. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Questridge. <laughs> went to Swarthmore, which is school I applied yeah. ED to. But she, she has a supportive good? sister and yeah. stuff. Whereas yeah. me on the other side, I also have an older sister. But she did graduate college already. But I'm going to be honest. I barely asked her for help. Uh, I don't know if I'm a little cocky for her. But no, I, I didn't ask her for help because I was already in a CBO called uh, Legal Outreach. So oh, shout yeah. out to you guys. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm already receiving a lot of support from them. Even when my summer started, when I was working on my college applications that time, when I think it came out August 1st for Common App. So right then and there, I was working on my college stuff. And so I didn't really need my sister's help. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I kind of feel bad for myself because like me being the younger brother, I should be asking her for help. I mean, I asked her stuff relating to CUNY and stuff because she graduate from hunter Mm -hmm. so yeah that's from my side so what do you say you utilized like the resources that you had access to um as best as you could or do you have any regrets with that it's not that i don't have any regrets i did use my resources and my time wisely but one thing i would fix though yeah i guess my time to a slight extent saying i don't know it's Oh, like timing out myself. So my essays, I got my personal statement all set in stone by like 1st of November. But with the writing supplements, I feel like that's where I wasn't having trouble. But, you know, having them done, revised and polished by the deadline. So in a way, I was kind of rushing it. But I drafted it in like October-ish. Like during the summer, I had like 15 essays set in stone. Not like 15 drafts, like... At least 15 during the summer. you know, you were ahead of the game. Like, but, I like, was... I didn't know how to reword it to yeah. the college's prompter. To, like, tailor it to yeah, the college's. Tailor yeah, tailor it. And some of these prompts are really unique and specific. I know. I it is. Chicago has some really Oh, my prompts. God, yeah. I heard about their, um, like, they asked about, like, what's your favorite condiment or something. And then someone wrote about, like, an essay about ketchup or something. I don't know. There was, oh, it was wow. so weird. And I was, like, never applying to you. I did one of their prompts before. And oh, I... Yeah. I don't know if I should say this, but yeah, I applied to U Chicago too. And I did one of their little cute prompts they had. Mine was about, um, yeah, it's one of their cute prompts where you have to say, oh, tongue twisters, right? So oh. it was a tongue twister prompt. <laughs> and then I'm supposed to resolve that tongue twister. And I forgot what I wrote about that, but I just had fun writing that essay, Only really. Only U Chicago. Only U Chicago. For real. <laughs> Even my writing instructor saw the essay and he was like, Rafat, what the hell did you write? <laughs> <laughs> and I just told him that it's just my creativity. Like, a loyal warrior can uh, do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah, that was a tongue twister. A loyal warrior something something. I don't know. How do they come up with this? I, know, I think it's crazy. these are um, like suggestions that the students from New Chicago give. Yeah. In. yeah. I saw somewhere about that. Yeah. So. But yeah, that was... I guess our uh, scholarship journeys, mine kind of ended in November. Hers is still still rolling. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Again, fingers crossed. Let's hope for the best. Um, You're waiting for a national match? No, no, no. So I did not get accepted into the match, but I like my applications got rolled over to their regular decision round. So like I'm just waiting on that basically. So if, if they accept me for their RD round, then yep. 
Good luck to you. It is. <laughs> yeah. uh, but ma'am, because uh, you're a junior and like you're thinking about the scholarship process, do you have any questions for me or Janab? Um, a question that I have is how should I plan out my time so that like I'm not rushing because I know that some of, I know that Rafat you struggle with rushing towards the end and I don't want to get myself into that type of situation so how can I plan a schedule that like how can I plan out my schedule I would say summer like I feel like summer is the best time to even if you don't like necessarily start on your application just like um, like research what scholarships you might want to apply to um, and then you know figure out the requirements you know what they want to see what they want and then like sort of like make I guess make a checklist and then you know just like get prepared in that sort of way and then once the time actually comes you know what you have to do you have that already set and so you can stay sort of a little ahead of that you know thank you all right I think uh, we're nearing towards the end of this uh, segment so Janab thank you so much for coming here today to speak about your experience of QuestBridge. I'm sure it was really helpful to the listeners and thank you Rafat for your uh, insight into the scholarship process. No and problem. Thank you so much for having me guys. It was a thank wonderful you experience. Coming. Thank you. And this is the end of the podcast. Hope you listeners at home enjoyed this uh, podcast episode and stay tuned uh, for more episodes from Chapters of Edison. See you guys later.